Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Drunk women, drunk women, solving Drunk women, now it's time. Drunk women, Studios, right? Yes. Yeah, we got the studios. <laughs> Katie knows where we are. <laughs> the COVID I hasn't had a bad effect. <laughs> I'm an excellent detective. Uh, so yes, I am hosting this episode. I'm so glad you sat down. That was making me really nervous. I'm like, God, she has, she has to tell us something. We just take it in turns to stand up on this podcast. If we've got something to say, uh, I've, I've nothing. So. All right, no, but is everybody... I should have used the toilet, and I didn't. (laughs) And I just realized that now, and now it's too late. Oh, she's going right now. (laughs) Okay. It's a very forgiving dress. (laughs) So it just remains for me to bring on our... Oh, no, wait, I have to do the... Thing makes thing. Uh Uh-oh. Did you not think of one? No, it's on my phone, which is now the big red clock. Uh Uh-oh, she's got long Katie (laughs) now. Yeah, all right. Shall I wing it? Yes. Wing it. I'm known for my improv. Yes. (laughs) So this is where... (laughs) I love this. Prosecco meets prosecution. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'll take it. I'll take it. This is where... (laughs) Go, go. Gin and tonic, yes, meets toxic stuff. <laughs> this is what we call a second record, by the way. <laughs> this is when we've been drinking. Carry on. Uh, this is where tequila meets. God, what was that audience member? <laughs> that sounded good. I kill her. I kill her. Oh. Yeah. It's a true crime podcast with a twist. Yeah, it is. Thank you, awesome people. And now it gives me great pleasure to introduce our guest, a fantastic comedian, writer, actress. It's Holly Burn. She's high-fiving everybody. Whoa. 
excellent oh. high-fiving. How are you, Holly? Oh, I'm very well. Guess how my day started this morning. I don't think you will be able to guess. <laughs> tell us. I'll tell you if you want to know. <laughs> 10 o'clock this morning. Knock, knock, knock. Who is it? Warner Brothers. Literally Warner Brothers at my door. Can anybody guess what they were asking? They said, how would you feel about um, your front room being used for a scene in the new Magic Mike film? Wow. Mike, drop. Have you ever been the victim of a crime? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Wait, Did do you... I look like I've been the victim of a crime? Uh, yeah, quite a few. I just wondered if you said yes, are you going to let them film that? Ooh. Oh, of course I'm going to let them film okay. it. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, everybody wants an invitation all of a sudden. Um, have I been the victim of a crime? Yes, do you know what? Hannah was present. Uh-oh. She, she was not the criminal. Well, I don't know, because I don't know who the criminal was, so maybe it was Hannah. Um, <laughs> Hannah, no, Hannah wasn't exactly present at the time, but I had a, a terrible weekend in November... Um, November 2012. What was last year? 21? <laughs> Who knows anymore? 2012. They've all been pretty bad. Okay, so cast your minds back to November 2021. Friday night, I had gone to the cinema, funnily enough, with Gronny Maguire. Oh. Okay, we've got a witness. Continue. And I arrived back at said house, which they want to film in the... And, um, you live, I mean, Holly lives in a strip club. You know that, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> Straight fellas. So I um, get back around midnight and I notice that my front window had been punched in. Ooh. Oh, no. By Warner Brothers. By Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we like it. That's just what scouts do. <laughs> it's true. They true wanted enough. it to be atmospheric. <laughs> So my front window had been punched in and my neighbor's front window had been punched in and somebody's up the road window has been punched in. And um, we discovered it was just a, it had just been a sort of drunk man punching windows. Wow. (laughs) And uh, that's what some people do to get their kicks, ain't it? Um, Punching windows are fun, but the the cops came. Um, Cops. You like that? Yeah. That was a little nod to you. That was nice. I liked it. The busies, the pigs. <laughs> yeah, but so um, they turned up, ran half one. They were useless. I, um, I, I, I cardboarded at my front window. Went to sleep. Just a little, little, little lady. You sleep in my house all alone. And then the next day, Glazier came next door to do that window, and he charged um, three hundred and forty-five pounds. I know that's the real crime. <laughs> Did, did they ever catch the guy? Um, never, heard, never heard from the police again! All right, well, i got to ask. We always Does he ask, have cement fists? Like, I mean, more, I is there know, blood all over these I windows? Know. I know you no, guys have, like, old-fashioned sash windows, and they're all it's like... It's terribly old-fashioned. And also, my window had just Ding. been painted just that day. And then, cut to... That was the Friday night. Cut to the Saturday night. I am in Dalston for my sins. And I'm wandering towards a pote, think, having just dealt with the, two, the 345 pounds worth of glazier dealings, and uh, and it was a tumultuous affair for, for said me. And um, but said me thought, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get out there because it's been, you know, we've lived in a pandemic, haven't we? I'm sick of being on my own. I'm going to go outside and meet peeps and see my friends. And on the way, I'm 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 city mapping with my phone. Where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I going? Snatch. Oh. Oh. Did you drop it into your vagina? Is that what that means? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or my vagina. I was there. She was there. Uh, I don't know. So, Occasionally I've got like, I've had a tampon in for a while and I've gone, oh, did I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's maybe similar to that. Is that why we have the lead on a phone so we can pull it? Anyway, my mum's in. So, uh, Holly. No, that's it, really. I got to the party. I'm just comforted by many comedians telling me that they've had it worse. (laughs) And that they've had their phone stolen four times in Dalston, in just this area. And, well, I I, I got away with it quite well, really. Just two crime reference numbers in one weekend. 
this is crazy. So I got up, we asked everyone on the podcast if you had the perp in a room. Now you've got two perps. Now they don't necessarily, they can't see you. If you want, they can see you. What would you say to them? What would you do to each perp? <laughs> well, I'm going to take down the glacier. <laughs> I mean, okay, you think 345 pounds. It was that big. But see now, could you have had insurance for that one? She's uh, asking the sensible questions. Uh, it's why we love her. Come and on. I'm, and I'm getting boobs. Come <laughs> on. Probably. <laughs> but sometimes it's not worth it with the excess. Ew, it's so Katie. Don't start. It's not worth it with the excess. <laughs> and, oh, not, and how do you ring up the insurance company saying, hi, I've just had my window pinched and hi, I've just had my phone stolen. It doesn't, it's not going to ring true. I'm just a victim. Oh, oh no. You think it's made you look like a liar because they were so close together. Well, you're a victim. Ah, come see, come saw. I'm oh, like, man. Um, <laughs> also, what? So you're taking the glazier down. He's an extortionist. He's going down! All right, he's gone. Well done. What are you going to say? Boom, What are you saying to the you, phone, Nick? Do you guys remember when we were like, do you think booking Holly, do you think she'll be too much? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, you know, you are just perfect. One doesn't know anymore, doesn't one? Because one, one leaves one's house, one's been in there a while, and... <laughs> One steps out and doesn't know how to be around peeps. <laughs> so, um, um, what, 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 what were you asking me? Oh, you what would I do to the thief? Yeah, yeah. The thief. Well, I did. Funnily enough, because the thief was on a bike, wasn't he? As they are these days. And um, <laughs> he had a friend. Um, he, he, he rode off, and then he had a friend that rode off too, and it was all nice. And I said, "Stop!" I literally said, "Stop! Come back!" <laughs> Did, did he bring it back? No, but it did. And then, and then I had a lot of fuss um, at, the, at, the, at the comedy party asking comedians how to um, get to my iCloud and then how to do forget my iPhone or forget my phone and oh, then go right. to log into iCloud. So you, you spent this party trying to salvage data. <laughs> hey, that's the way of the world, Katie. Yeah. Get on board. It, it is. It's all about data, isn't it? <laughs> Talking point, actually. Yeah, I remember yeah, coming over. I mean, that's a real comfort. That's a real yeah. icebreaker. I, I mean, made it, I made an entrance. Let me tell you, you might find it hard to believe. <laughs> I remember coming over to where you were, surrounded by people, like mostly kind of men trying to help you find your phone. Comedians can't. Male comedians can't help ever. <laughs> In any yeah. scenario. But they do, you're right, they do have loads of stories about how they've had it worse. <laughs> oh, oh, they do, yeah. Ooh, te- they've had a terrible time. I've learned the if word you've got a penis, Oh, what a time they've had. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that story, and I hope that... <laughs> I hope that this has been in some way therapeutic for you. It's been terribly cathartic, thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Did you know the word glazier? Yeah, it's like what the fox, like, um, yeah, the, the fox from the mints stands on. Glazier. glazier. It sounds like lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've ripped oh my, my glazier. Do you know what? Oh. There was, when I was on the tube, there was a girl wearing a Victoria's Secret space mask. Yeah, so it was, it was a, a face pair mask, of pants. And it said, no, it just said Victoria's Secrets. And I was like, all right, we get it. You have nice pants. <laughs> <laughs> Do they just have like one hole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I haven't bought you a wedding gift yet. But... <laughs> Oh, no, yes. I, the thing about crotchless knickers is it's like they just do that naturally over time, to be honest. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, don't bother. I've got, I've got a few that are 20 years old that are really doing the job. Uh, hello, mother, again. <laughs> and fiancé. <laughs> and fiancé. Wow. He's seen them. Uh, go on. Well, well, we've all still got that image in our heads. <laughs> Let's have some true crime. True crime. Okay. Now, the I mean, year. true crime. Right, shut up, knuckleheads. <laughs> I'm the chief of police in this town, and I've got all the stuff. <laughs> so, now, the year 
Detective Sassel, some of the other people shut have up. been complaining about your <laughs> sassiness. No, shut up, I'm sassy now. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. I welcome criticism. <laughs> um, as long as it's constructive in a female workplace environment. <laughs> Which I feel that it has been so far. It has been. It's been really nice. Okay. Female work. <laughs> now, the year is 1905. Ooh. We have... An independently wealthy woman. I like lies. The sound of it. <laughs> As we all know, women are idiots who are barely people. <laughs> so, my question is, what does this woman with an independent fortune spend her money on? She's in her 20s and 30s. Ooh. What would I spend what was my that? money on in 1905? All right, we've got clothes from the audience. Diamonds. I've opened... Arsenic diamonds, guys, get in there. Pianos. Pianos. Yeah. Art, lovely. It wasn't Queen Victoria because it was 1905. <laughs> I love it. We've lost control of the room. They're giving us historical facts that are fucking bullshit. Boy, and that's how we burn here I'm at not... Drunk Women Solving Crime. I'm, okay, so I think, does she spend her money? Oh, that was really sexist. I was going to say on dresses, but like, I genuinely meant We've, it. Dresses. Yeah. Okay, dresses. Did she invest Strippers. in oil? Oil. And what was your answer, Holly? Pianos. Oh, it was pianos. I remember. The correct answer is law school. Oh, it's Kim Kardashian! (laughs) And setting up her own law firm. Okay. I love this slot. What was it called? Women, women, and women. (laughs) We, We will get to that now. This is the story of Mary Grace Quackenboss Hummerston. Sorry, to that Sorry, girl. what? <laughs> That's just, something I know what the law firm was called. I just want you to know that I didn't... I anticipated you making jokes about her name, so I haven't written any. Well, <laughs> can you say... I didn't hear... Can you say it? All right, it's Probably. Mary Grace Quackenboss Hummerston. Quackenboss. 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 And and what, have was, to, what was the law firm called? You'd have to become a lawyer with that name. <laughs> We will get to that. Wow. Okay. okay. Now, she was born in 1869. 69? <laughs> <laughs> thank child. you, the person that applauded that. Mum, thank you. <laughs> She's trying. <laughs> now, she has pedigree and connections, as you might expect. Now, I don't know my American history very well, so I, don't, there's, I read a whole bit of thing about this. I don't know who any of these people's names are. Loads of them have the surname Hull. But basically, she's related to good people who fought slavery. And her granddad was partners with William Lloyd Garrison, who was a famous abolitionist. And he wrote stuff and founded stuff. And that is the extent of the history that we will be covering. Um, Now, so... She's um, on the right side of history, though, for somebody who has a lot of wealth, right? This time in history, especially, yes. (laughs) Also with a funny name as well. You'd just be like... Yeah, I'd be so angry. They'd be like, oh, it sounds like hummus, does it? Fuck you. (laughs) I love that you've already imagined how you would have been bullied if you were her. And and you've got a comeback. It's actually really triggering, and I didn't make it to law school, so... (laughs) It's great getting defensive on behalf of someone who's dead. Like, I've got a comeback. <laughs> My comeback, by the way, was fuck you. So, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Our mate Mary goes to college and she graduates in 1888 and she invests in herself and then she puts herself through law school in New York University, partly to better manage her estate. Now, she is very clever and the dean of the law school is super impressed with her so my question is what does he ask her to do suck his dick we've got marry we've got marry and we've got suck dick (laughs) i mean they're pretty much the same thing is there any advance on that from any any other (laughs) be his secretary which is like a combination of both i guess (laughs) Buy a boat together. Go, go, well, go. They were into boats in those days. Go, go twosies they? on a boat. You know. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> they liked a boat. They did like their boats. You're not wrong. Continue. Um, was it to set up a law firm? I mean, you know what? I also think maybe teach. I'm sort of going to give it to Taylor, uh, I think. So, oh. I love being sort of given stuff. Well, um, <laughs> oh, that's my not, life. You weren't correct, but you were sort of the closest. That's my um, life. He doesn't ask her for marriage or blowies. He, uh, <laughs> he 
Or boats. Or boats. Or boats. <laughs> he asks, he says that she should do evening classes because she's so clever. So she completes the three-year course in two years and she graduates ranked seventh in her class. So she's... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Was okay. it online, though? <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot easier online, I find, because you can just sort of <laughs> yeah, look it up. mess with Google the curve, it. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she's 1903, Bachelor of Laws. Uh, so it's a happy story. No sexual coercion took place that, that is recorded in history. But yay! Um, now, she spends one year with the Legal Aid Society, and she's admitted to the bar in 1904. So in 1905, she used her own fortune, and he wanted to know the name... She founded the People's Law Firm. Okay, Virtue Signaler. What's a waste of an amazing name? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, she's the proprietor of her own law office, and she specializes in helping the cases of poor immigrants. This is sort of like the advert. Her her goal was to provide working people with St. Regis Law at Mills Hotel prices. And if you don't get that, shame on you for not knowing your (laughs) turn-of-the-century hotels. So I've updated it for you guys. The joke is about hotel pricing strategies. Come on. So St. Regis is a post hotel, so I've modernized it for you. What she wants to do is provide uh, the people with the plaza or Prince Andrew's lawyers (laughs) at travel lodge prices. (laughs) Now, one of her first high-profile cases was Mrs. Antoinette Toller from Kingsland, New Jersey. Do you know it? I don't like to talk about it. Okay. I mean, you have like a problem with someone called Antoinette over there. So uh, my question oh, is, Annie, she was trouble. What was she accused of? Murder. Murder from Taylor. Moida. Eating Moida. too much cake. Eating too much cake from Holly. <laughs> Soliciting. Soliciting. Which is being a solicitor, <laughs> isn't it? Taylor is correct. Oh, murder! It's murder. Okay. I've been so, doing this a long time. So she was accused of murdering Joseph Sonta and she was sentenced to death. Oh my gosh. This has got serious. That's not like my country. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mary Quackenboss agrees to take the case free of charge. (laughs) I mean, you have trouble taking her seriously, right? (laughs) Don't worry, you're in Quackenboss hands now. (laughs) What do those look like? Duck feet. <laughs> now, she agrees to take this case free of charge within a week. She has collected a lot of evidence. Uh, so she's got evidence that this woman killed this man in self-defense and that the evidence that this lady had given previously presented in the trial not been properly translated. So three days before the scheduled hearing, Mary presents this evidence to the Board of Pardons of New Jersey and tells them to commute the death sentence. The question, do they commute the death sentence? I don't know from the audience. Her argument was based on what? Sorry? So the argument's based on the fact that she's killed this man in self-defense and that her previous testimony was not properly translated. Oh, so where do we know where Antoinette is from? Oh, so she's from Italy. Oh. Well, a lot of Italians in that area, aren't there? In the area of Italy. In your place, in your country. And what I would have thought, there'd be a lot of people who are familiar with the language. The language. But have they made it into positions of power at this time in history? Oh, gosh, that's a question, isn't it? (laughs) Um, Oh, dear. Who can say? Don Mio. (laughs) I don't know, Katie. I accept, I accept your answer of Dormio. Uh, I'm going to say yes. Quack and Boss was the boss that okay. day, and she got right. it commuted. Yeah. <gasps> I think that To she... just half death. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think that, no, she does die, and that Quack and Boss is like, this is what makes her be like, I'm going to. Oh, like, yeah, I've heard it. That puts the quack in the boss. Yeah. Quack and <laughs> girl boss. I would somewhere. say, isn't that a French name she's got? Antoinette. Aye. I am not at liberty to say. <laughs> I don't it know. It is. They do commute the death sentence. Okay. So, Mary is hashtag girl boss, hashtag crushing it. Except she's not, because that means like, one person gets through and is shit to everyone else, but she's trying to bring everyone up else with her. So, to success is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> now, for the crime of trying to save her own life and having the audacity to speak a foreign language, Mrs. Antoinette Toller only has to spend seven years in prison. Oh. Okay. So, win. Um, <laughs> okay. 
Hooray! Drunk women solving crime. Hey guys, we've got one patron to shout out this week, but it's no patron left behind here at Drunk Women Solving Crime. You can check us out on patreon.com slash drunkwomen solving crime. Let's go! Oh yeah! It's the name game, and it's the best name for the name game. Let's do it. Anna, Anna, Bobana, Banana, Fana, Fofana, Fee, Fa, Momana. Anna, 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 Bobana, Banana, Fana, Fofana, Fee, Fa, Momana. Anna. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. From 1970. We have very nice prisons in New Jersey. The lovely. <laughs> It's fine. You get your Taylor ham. That's an actual thing. <laughs> it's called Taylor ham. <laughs> and the generic name for it is pork roll. <laughs> and I get sent pictures of this like every other day. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, man. Pork roll. I mean, I'm from a place called Where, and I get a lot of jokes about like werewolves. Where? Yeah, and that too. And it. <laughs> It's so fun. Now, from 1907-ish, our mate Quackenboss was approached by lots of clients that wanted assistance finding relatives or friends that had gone south and then disappeared completely. She investigated these cases and she found the people, but question, what else did she discover? Wait, sorry, people that were going south? Yeah. Is that a euphemism or you mean like oh. actual south okay, of so the US? Okay, so they're going to the southern states uh-huh. in the US yeah. and then they are off grid. They're they, disappearing. Yes. Where are they? What's happening? Oh. Farm from the audience. I'm kind of getting a cult vibe. Cult from <gasps> Hannah Lovely. George. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Well, Lovely I, cult. I enjoy a cult vibe. Um... <laughs> Where are they? What are they doing? Is that your question? They're going well, off Well, my original grid. question was, what does she discover? Oh. What does she discover? She discovers uh, the meaning of life. The, okay. I don't know what... what. No, you're right. It was a very... Children. Okay. <laughs> Excellent answers. <laughs> Look at these small humans. <laughs> Only in the South. Okay. Is it something bad? It is something bad. It's something bad. Just... Okay. All right. I like, like she discovered a love of musicals. <laughs> like, it's so, not going to be something good. Like... So, okay. If they're off, is it, is it, what's the, like, human trafficking, but not that? Yeah, you're along the right lines. Children. I'm on the right. Well, on the right. Children. That's what you I know. Want. Children. When everybody, like, up chimneys. Um, meets human trafficking. Oh, meets, I know. On a, on a, um, it's in the South. It's on a, uh, um, you know, Tom. A boat. A boat. Uh, yeah. A steam a steamboat. She finds and, and, and people in the boat. I mean You love boats. I love boats. <laughs> she I loves mean, boats. You've gone all in on boats and I salute it. What she finds is forced labour. Well that's what oh. I meant. That's not like the South. <laughs> so it's what it is, is it's a system of debt servitude. Um so Ah, peonage. Yes. So and in it which Well done not laughing, Hannah. <laughs> Because it's a serious thing. So basically, the employer compels a worker to pay off a debt, so they end up in continuous work without pay cycle. So basically, they'll be charged for like food and shoes, but then they can never possibly earn enough to pay off the sh- shoes and food. Mm-hmm. So they just end up never getting out, and it's a trick. Yeah, it's like working um, for sports. It's a comedy. Direct. It's a comedy <laughs> industry, isn't it? Yeah, it it really is. <laughs> 
Um, but she. Oh, the mugs though—they're fucking huge. It's great. <laughs> so she finds these pretty brutal turpentine camps in the south, and a network of agents operated in New York City to lure workers. What's a workers. turpentine camp? They're literally making turpentine. I think so. So is that done like distillation? Is that like from a grain? This is not important, is it? This, this is not you, critical. This is just like curious. I don't know how. I don't yeah. how, right? Like ethanol? You're like getting me back from all the times I ask questions that you don't have the answers not. to. Not. I was genuinely curious about. Okay. So she goes in disguise. She pretends to be a woman selling scissors. She poses as a magazine writer and she gets access to the camps and she comes back with a fever and. 46 affidavits. Well, a whole lot of stuff just happened. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. It's okay. I'll just keep turning it into a musical because that's what I do. (laughs) So, So she she came back with a fever for musicals. (laughs) Yeah. She's got a fever for musicals and a real fever. (laughs) And she's got 46 affidavits against actors in the peonage system. Now, this means there's an investigation by the Department of Justice, who then hired her as special assistant. She was the first woman to attain a senior position in the Department of Justice. Hashtag yeah, girl yeah, it's great, but t- bit of a show off. <laughs> okay, I'm, sa- so I'm saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> One of the Calm things down. that she uh, during these investigations is she discovers that Italian immigrants, in particular, because there's a big influx at this time, are uh, being mistreated in the Mississippi Delta, and they're also laboring on cotton plantations there. So she goes back to this Sunnyside plantation across the river to Arkansas to investigate these allegations. And she spent some nights in the shacks that the immigrants lived in, and she drank the red iron-laden water. Ooh. Um, and she dispatched an investigator to undercover, uh, undercover, sorry, to sneak onto the plantation at night. I feel like a, a Scottish person could have drunk that. <laughs> the, uh, that's essentially like, it's challenge got except. Iron brew vibes, yes. Yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Um, I wanted to make an iron brew. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I went for it. Really excited that it that it happened. <laughs> so this she discovers it goes all the way to the top, and this plantation is owned by the Ob Crittenden Company, and the senior guy is this Leroy Percy, and he's also a lawyer and a Delta political leader. So, question: Did he cooperate fully with the investigation? <laughs> no. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The correct answer is no. <laughs> People um, named Leroy are always honest, folks. True. This, this one's really let the rest down. Uh, now, he arranged for Mary's notes to be stolen from her hotel room and then, quote-unquote, recovered by a close associate, um, which was basically sending her this message that, you know, sh- she couldn't touch him. So he's, like, fucking with her. It's scare tactics. Now, question, did that scare her away? No. no. Not yes. Mary. <laughs> That's the end of Quack and Boss. Um, you guys. Yeah, she was not scared, so she retaliated by having his partner arrested, and she planted stories in the national press outing the deplorable working conditions. Percy retaliates. Question, what is Percy's next move? This is Leroy now? Yes. Who so. does he put some shit in the media about her, and it becomes... A media furore. I mean, yes, he does, but that's, we'll get to that. He, he does a sex tape. Oh. That is a great answer. <laughs> oh, you'd, <laughs> in those days as well, you'd have to like really pose for it a picture. Be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, a bit longer. Okay. Okay. I don't know why I was fucking someone, but it was, I liked him. Um, yeah. <laughs> for the listeners, come to a live show. <laughs> Like Hannah's mum did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the quack and boss um, sex tape. Uh, so any other guesses about what he did to retaliate? Hide a hitman is great from the audience. Shit. Things went New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have fun, you guys. He put a horse's head in a bed. Ooh, horse's head, love That it. should be in a film. I'm going to go for a, ho- a horse's tail. Horse's tail? <laughs> yeah. Mixing it up. Why not? Yeah. I didn't catch that. <laughs> um, he sent her a dead bird in the post. <gasps> Did he propose? <gasps> oh, this is a rom-com. This would be such a 90s slash noughties rom-com. Look, if, if Warner Brothers smashes your window in again, you pitch the shit out of this. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm your enemy. But wouldn't it be hot if we got together? <laughs> Now, 
none of you have quite got it, but I loved everybody's answers. Oh, thanks, um, Katie. What he does is he asks his friend, then President Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, oh, oh wow. Oh, Teddy. Yeah. 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 Already you can tell this is cheating. Um, he asks uh, President Theodore Roosevelt to have Quackenboss removed from the investigation at Sunnyside. So oh. my question is, does President Theodore Roosevelt use the power of his office to remove her from the investigation? No, he didn't. He was upstanding and honourable. <laughs> I mean, he's called Teddy. He want to he wanna like him, but uh, no. Yes, I think he did. Okay, so you think he did it? Yeah, I think he did it. Did because it. his mate asked him to, and that's literally politics of the last like, few hundred he years. Did. Like, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Like, yeah. Bros before hoes. Exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just picturing Teddy Roosevelt, because I, I actually don't know what he got up to, other than like he had a monocle, and he loved animals yeah. and stuff. Oh, he had a monocle? Did. That changes everything. Okay. <laughs> um, he could not afford a full pair of glasses, as we know that's what that is, so... It's very poor. <laughs> uh, well, he liked yeah. animals. Uh, he liked animals, did he? Yeah. yeah. What, what are they Hitler telling? liked animals. <laughs> <didn't he? laughs> uh That's a good point. It's a very good point. Did what do they tell you about him at school? Do they go, he was a great guy? Or they're like, nah, he's not one of the best. Do you know what's funny? As I think of him, have you seen um, Arsenic and Old Lace? You know? So I think of Teddy Roosevelt, like, charge! Like, I just have that character who thinks they're Teddy Roosevelt in my head because my brother played that in high school and none of this is important. Um, I mean, he's important. We're all important. All productions are important. I think he probably does take her off the case because if they're friends, why is he going to be like, no? Okay, so he does take her off the case. Oh, what? I know. So different to how we live today. But don't worry, her report was released anyway. Okay. I don't know what yeah. that's called. Uh, so Rooney. The upshot was... <laughs> was the old hysteria cure. The beehive. <laughs> Slightly less Italian immigrants came to the Mississippi Delta because their government was able to warn them about it. So it's a slightly happy ending <laughs> to that part of this case. Don't worry, there's more. Oh, no. Um, there's like... So people that need to leave <laughs> get told, like, well, don't go there. <laughs> yeah, there's like... just. The like just slightly more information gets out about it yeah, yeah. it's like it's not it's not 100% successful go to Canada um, but this guy was trying to thwart her investigations and we talked about slagging her off and stuff like a, a war in the press so um, and what did he say well my question to you is what uh, did, did some of the southern <laughs> <laughs> basically yes what did some of the southern papers call her <gasps> a hussy you got hussy. Minga. You got Minga from the audience. Is there, is there a pun involved? Actually, no, but that doesn't mean you can't go there. Quack and badass. Oh. <laughs> Law whore. Law whore. Oh my God, that's so much better than like <laughs> any of the stuff that, shall I tell you? Go on. They called her busybody quack and boss. Ah. She's obviously very hurtful. Um, <laughs> That's one of the lamest, I mean, of all the insults women have been I given. Like when you think a about busybody. The, no, I think that's pretty insulting. I wouldn't want to be called a busybody. Okay. <laughs> call me anything else. <laughs> but do not call me a busybody. <laughs> Just because it basically means like you're interested in something. It's like, yeah. You've got, you've got aims. How dare you for thinking? It's when you're looking. When you think about. It's true. Uh, I, I don't think she cared that much. Um, I haven't checked two sources for that, so I am just sharing that as fact, like an anti-vaxxer. Have you checked two sources for the rest of this? Yes. I thought so. We're drunk women solving crime. We check. Um, and as- Wikipedia and the other one. <laughs> yeah, but all two of them. But then there's a whole thing about, like, they, of, of course it's history, so they describe her beauty. There's reports saying, Mrs. Quackenboss is young and pretty with jet black eyes and hair a vivacious manner and a glance of keen penetration. A what? (laughs) I had a glass of keen penetration (laughs) and I was like, that is a cocktail I want to try. But it's a glass, no, it's a glance. It was a glance. Ooh. You know, you can choose a wedding cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) You can 
Let's all raise our keen penetrations <laughs> to the happy couple. May they also be so keen. Um, so she got blamed for labor shortages in the South, to which her response was that immigration would increase if conditions for workers in the South improved. Now, I wanted to really quickly just do one more case that she did because she got called Mrs. Sherlock Holmes because no one is original. But even though that's a cool nickname... In February 1917, Ruth Kruger had left her house in Harlem to get her ice skate sharpened and never returned. <laughs> I mean, that's just such a good sentence, isn't it? Like, she's oh called Kruger, goodness. there's ice skates. <gasps> there was a lot of press. There was mass hysteria because this family was white and posh and there was hysteria <laughs> about all of this stuff. So the police concluded that she... You'd never assume that with getting your ice skate sharpened. <laughs> Could be any of us. <laughs> now, the police concluded that she'd probably run away and there was nothing they could do. It's very hard to run an ice skate, so. <laughs> <laughs> so true. This, this is absolutely In true. a way, the sharper they are, the worse off you are. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> the well-to-do family. Great way to cut Taylor Ham, though. <laughs> How do you cut your pork roll with my ice skates? Welcome to New Jersey. <laughs> He feels let down by the police and he posts a $1,000 reward and he hires Mary Q to investigate, but she took it pro bono. Now, she does some cool detective work. She deciphers a blurred message on a blotter. Okay. Um, yes. And she interviews all the neighbors and people around the ice skate shop and this one guy keeps coming up, this repairman, Alfredo Cocci, and one of the sources tells us that around the time of Ruth's disappearance, he had emerged from his cellar covered in dirt. Now, at the time, the police had refused to investigate him because his reputation was so respectable. Now, Alfredo Cocci does something at this point. Question, what does he do? He has a bath. <laughs> he has a bath to get the dirt off. Oh, okay. oh he's, no he's, more dirt. He's a mastermind. I mean, great. Any advance on that? Does he take up figure skating? <laughs> and he's got these sharpest skates. Yeah, and he's just incredible. And people go like, let him off. It doesn't yeah. matter. He um, pours hot water all over his um, pool. Okay. <laughs> um, well, it's been iced over, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's destroying the evidence. I hear you. Uh, what he actually does is he leaves the country. Ah, uh, oh, that's the innocent one, man's way out, isn't it? <laughs> so I might just leave with, the country. With the ice skates, he would beep it. It, it would beep at customs, wouldn't he? I mean, this, this is true. He's not thought it through, Holly. He's no, he would definitely be... Uh, yeah. Now, Mary gets a search warrant and she directs her team to dig up the floor of his basement. Question, what do they find? Ice skates. Body, it is a body. A body. They find Ruth Kruger's body. But there is a little bit more drama because uh, basically then this dad of this girl, Henry Kruger, accused the NYPD of negligence and this leads to them being investigated and so basically it turns out there's a connection between Kochi and the police and there's this long-standing kickback system between the officers and this repairman. That's not like our Which, police. Yeah. <laughs> protected Surprise, him from suspicion and allowed him to abscond. So these findings resulted in a lot of public criticism of the police. And so what they do is they appoint Mary Quackenboss as the special investigator to continue to track down missing women and girls. Um, but it's also, it's kind of like they've given her the job to, as a sort of PR, like... So, yeah, it's like in 30 Rock, when um, they, like, they have that bitch hunter show and then that's how the girly show gets made because there was a backlash. <laughs> it's kind of like that. But basically, she does do this great stuff. What does she do but... for fun? <laughs> well, I will tell you, she gets oh, married God. twice. Oh, okay. Nice. What's the um, second time to Indiana Jones? Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, and then she died in 1948 at the age of 77 in New York City. Oh, wow. Um, so let's raise a glass. Mary, cheers. All right, cute dog. What a girl. I haven't made up my mind about her. <laughs> so I guess we better get an audience crime. Would anyone from the audience like to tell us a crime that we need to solve? Yes, come on. Come on up! Yay! Hello! Hello! Welcome! I'm 
from California, so I have many crimes. Oh. <laughs> Should we do a like a lighthearted or like a dark crime? I mean, I feel like lighthearted after a, a little lighthearted <laughs> would be good. Well, happy to. Uh, I lived in the Bay Area for a number of years. I grew up there. We had a pretty sizable house with a very large door. And at some point, my parents decided to replace the doorknob and they took it out. Okay. But they decided to just wait a while to replace the doorknob. <laughs> so there was, there was a hole. There's a hole in your door. Oh, man. <laughs> my door. Their parents were a long time. I don't know how that happened. But uh, if you had a skinny enough arm, you could stick it. <laughs> And it was California, so every fucker had a skinny enough arm. Yeah, you could come from anywhere and be like, oh, you know, it's a rich neighborhood. Why not? (laughs) How big was this door? It was pretty sizable, like four. You're showing off now. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyone could break into your house and did somebody? Uh, yes. So oh, oh we, my gosh. At one point, my dad had gone on a business trip for some undetermined time. He's paying um, for that blinking door. <laughs> just a doorknob. <laughs> I love the idea of being between doorknobs. Like, we're just between knobs right now. Can I just tell you, it was a very long amount of time. It was like multiple months. I don't understand. Like, how do you just... Lows and halves, they're not that far away. That just sounds like exactly what would happen in my family. We're just not organized. Totally. (laughs) At one point, my dad was away. And this is important because we all went to sleep one night. And, you know, we heard a kerfuffle in the front room. And, you know, my mom called out like, Corey, is that you, my dad? (laughs) And there was no answer, understandably. And just kerfuffle. And we went out and the door was open. But also... Every pocket of my backpack was uh, undone. Oh, no. And we're like, that just seems really weird. I didn't do that. Did anyone? Yeah. <laughs> it was very So strange. were you like, really young at the time? Was it like your school bag? It was a school bag. Yeah, a like, backpack. I love that like, the robot wow. was just like, I think there's going to be some good shit in here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just coursework. It's fucking useless. Yeah. An expensive calculator. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but then they just left at some point. Ooh, they this were like, is a Texas Interments 95. <laughs> yeah. okay. I took calculus so, too. <laughs> big house, but nothing of any value. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> did they take anything? Yeah. Did they not get the grandfather clock through the hole? They <laughs> <laughs> love the idea that their logic was like, well, it's got to fit through the hole. Well, the calculator might have done from the set square. <laughs> I'm so flattering with that. Grandfather clock. <laughs> so, I don't think so. Maybe pencils. Did he, did he flee because you guys woke oh, up? Definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like the idea that when your mum, like, what's your dad's name? Corey. When you're like, your, uh, yeah, mum shouted out, Corey, is that you? And he just went, yes, darling. <laughs> and it's, it's, did your father change when you were about 14? And it was just another man. Well, you know, but it's really weird. How did you know? Were you there? <laughs> I, I am Corey. So, <laughs> yeah. at that point, did you get a, a new. And you don't know, Paul. I have this feeling you <laughs> no. didn't. You didn't. I knew they wouldn't. No. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I continue. Yeah, still don't have time. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes it's funny because sometimes English people have an idea of Americans. <laughs> and you're, you're sort of further... Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. We had a door yeah. without a knob. Maybe of course this is you an did. American yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> we yeah, just put yeah. a sock in it uh-huh. for months. <laughs> And, and we would just like fuck her. We'd piss off our parents by just going yoink and just push them. They're like, don't push the sock. Like, okay, because that's going to keep everybody out. So it's the American way, is it? It's just the American way. We just oh, put our socks. It's certainly the American way in, isn't it? Yeah. Hey. But it's, it's, so it's, it's their freedom to we choose put our socks to have a door. Well, that's true, yeah. You can poke a gun through it easy, though, can't you? It's the... <laughs> Very good point, actually. All right, let's let's not rip into our guests too much. This is, that is a fantastic story. It's reminded me of my own knob story. I gotta stop saying that. I, knob. Um, wait, I thought we were gonna get one. Have we solved this? Dude? I think we've solved it. I mean, I am your father, I guess. And, hey, lovely to see you again. Thank, Thank you so you much. So much. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. No, just that I had forgotten that we, we had no doorknob and that we put socks in it. I just totally forgot that. That's very odd. Oh, Was it, dear. Did you live in the middle of nowhere so it like didn't matter? We did. Okay. Yeah, so I think they were genuinely just more worried about cold than... 
Right. That's what, hence the sock. But their, yeah. feet, their feet were freezing. <laughs> we only had that one pair of socks for the five of us. Well, on that note, we are coming to the end of the episode, but we have just enough time to ask Holly Byrne, what are you up to? Where can we find you? Well, you can find me. Um, there's a film called Magic Mike. <laughs> and um, my friend Room will be starring in it. <laughs> Um, you can find me on all good social media platforms under Holly Burn Comedy. That's Holly as in the tree, and then Burn as in the fire, and then comedy <laughs> as in um, comedy as in you know what I try and do. Um, uh, I'm releasing a pilot at some point that I filmed. Who isn't? Who isn't? Well, I'm not. Tell us about well, your pilot. Come on, Katie. Um, What's the pilot? What is it? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a sitcom thing. Nice, you know. So and then, um, and then just, just sort of follow me on these social media platforms. or go to my website, hollyburn.org.uk. I'm an organisation in my own self, <laughs> and, um, um, and <laughs> ironically, not very organised. Okay, that's me, really. <laughs> Can I say this? This is this is true. The hardest I have ever laughed at any comedy show was you trying out new material at it Oh my gets god, it's worse it was this after pub- that, though, doesn't it? What's that? It always gets worse after that. <laughs> when you you try it, then you try it again, then you try it again. Downhill. But you had oh. me crying with laughter. I think you're oh, a fucking nice genius. Story. Thank you very much. I really do. Thank you very much. We had told her to stop doing it. We just, oh, come on, people can't stand it. No. And you guys are so nice. No, really. Like, you've been such a lovely audience. Thank yes, you so much. Yes, thank you for coming. And the bar is open. Just stick around for a drink yes. afterwards. Yay! And thank you for being here. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If you would like to, you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter. On Facebook and Insta, we are Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have a crime that you would like us to solve, write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening. Bye! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.